welcome one and welcome all. We are live tonight on Berry Flow Upstream number 129. Guys, this is the start of season nine of Upstream, which is crazy to, when you really think about it. We've got our small cast on. We've got Blaze, editor-in-chief over at Crackberry, and Alex Bass of Cyberbytes, Inc. How are both you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Great. It's been cold, very cold. That's That sucked, but other than that, it's been great. Excellent. How so here's what we have. No one else I'm, I'm, James is doing. How James doing? I'm uh, I'm doing right. I had a little photo shoot. You can go check out the Berry Flow uh, Instagram story. It's just I hate using stories on Instagram because it feels so Snapchatty. But go ahead, check that out. Some behind the scenes of a little shoot we were doing for some BlackBerry stuff. But interesting week, right? Uh, interesting news. This episode's called TCL for obvious reasons. We're covering December 11th through December 18th. BlackBerry reports earnings in just two days, and like clockwork, we're getting small little teases of things to come. On BerryFlow, we tossed up a piece on how BlackBerry is hiding away their soul and every bit of hardware they release, and BlackBerry clarified their stance, listing five things we need to know about the new BlackBerry, which I put that in quotes for a very good reason. There's a new release of 10.3.3 available that fixes up some odd bugs that users were experiencing, while on CrackBerry Blaze shared a new device is being prepped the Indonesian market. But guys, to start off our discussion, BlackBerry and TCL have signed an exclusive smartphone software and brand licensing deal, a major move solidifying the future of BlackBerry's device strategy with a Chinese manufacturer. So let's start there. How did you guys take the news? Uh, I know we kind of saw some of that come out on channel news, maybe like on the 9th, literally almost 10 days ago now. But now that it's clarified from BlackBerry, how do you guys feel about this move going to TCL with an exclusive deal such as this? Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, no, I think it's it, it's kind of expected. Like, it, in a way, this is the way that they've been. Their last few phones have been from TCL. Um, and BlackBerry said, you know, we're, we're getting out of the hardware business. So I think this is a no-brainer. Um, and finally, it's just something solidified from it that we can expect it. Because otherwise, it was kind of happening. There was just no agreement, you know, between them. It, it doesn't really seem like it's much different. I think that's kind of like pretty much on point um i don't know if you guys remember a few podcasts back we were discussing whether or not they would eventually come together and put out an announcement about an actual agreement because that was that was generally the consensus before we before the announcement even came out they already have agreements in place so why not just expand upon those agreements and you know that's ultimately what they did they just basically came across with a, a larger announcement. And I don't know. I mean, I don't have any general complaints about the DTEK 50 or the DTEK 60 outside of some of the normal stuff. So I don't have any expectation that it would be, you know, sort of like a problematic situation down the road for them in terms of devices either. So I don't understand some of the... I don't know, I guess, anger behind it because some people weren't generally pleased with the news, but I don't really get that because, you know, the DTEK 50 and the DTEK 60 are perfectly fine devices as they are, so. I think it just, it, it solidifies for some people the reality that BlackBerry is out of the hardware business. So I can see why people are, some people are kind of angry by it, but it's been so... I think out of like any, yeah, and it's like for any move that BlackBerry could have made, this one was so expected 
that it shouldn't have been a surprise, but sometimes people just need that type of reality, like this press release, for it to really hit home to them. And it, it sucks in a way, but, yeah. you know, there's still going to be that, that one device that, in theory, it won't be by TCL, right? It's going to be by BlackBerry, the Mercury? Well, and we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, get, we'll get there. <laughs> so let's talk about TCT, which is TCL Communications, and their holdings, right? Because now they have a family of brands. They've got the TCL brand. They've got the Alcatel brand. No one wants to talk about the fact that they have the Palm brand. But now they also have the BlackBerry brand as well. So you see this conglomerate, this Chinese manufacturer, who, if you dig into the numbers, is currently the number four mobile handset manufacturer in North America, which is, I think, important for people to understand. BlackBerry is basically put themselves right at the top of the list as high as they could go without going to the likes of you know an iPhone, which of course would never happen, or or Samsung. So it's pretty cool to see that they've gone now to one of the be- in the higher tiered manufacturers. Something I think is interesting that we're going to see, especially as CES rolls around at the start of the, the new year, is that I think now they can have a clear delineation between how they set up the Alcatel brand. Because I don't think people, when they think about the Alcatel brand, think of high-end smartphone right i don't think people go to again it's like if i'm going to buy a high-end phone i'll go buy a, a, a samsung or an iphone whereas blackberry still has the cloud of a high-end phone in in the sense of you know it has all these extra features and the security that you're paying for and potentially a qwerty keyboard and things like that so i think now with tcl having both an alcatel brand and a blackberry brand they can kind of segment the two i think blaze and i were talking when we heard this news roll across the wire about the difference between what's Alcatel and what's a BlackBerry. And it's kind of awkward that we have a DTEK 50 and then an Alcatel Idol 4 and they're both the same phone at a different price, right? Like that's weird for consumers, especially in marketing terms because you'll market the Idol 4, but you won't market the DTEK 50 and it just has too much overlay. Now you can imagine if this, again, we're going to get clarification on all of this come CES, but now they seem to be able to migrate the Alcatel brand more to like the lower end and then BlackBerry to the higher end, because BlackBerry's name recognition is, I think, more valuable than Alcatel's on the higher end. And that kind of differentiation, I think, is going to be important for the TCL and both for, as well BlackBerry, because it allows BlackBerry to position themselves in a premium place without really going too, too hard uh, on the low end. And, and maybe some more marketing can happen from there on out. Blaze, what do you think? Do you think we could see a little bit more delineation in a veering, or do you think we're still going to see uh, some kind of overlay in some of these devices? I mean... With the DTEK 60, we saw it a little bit more, right? You can't really buy an Alcatel DTEK 60 per se. You can get close with an Idol 4S, but it's still not the same device in terms of like all the specifications and things like that. Yeah, I think I think that was sort of like a testbed solution that they came up with in the interim. And now that they have a little bit more of a solidified program happening, I think that allows a little bit more opportunity, you know, rather than rather than just making carbon copy devices of, of each other. With the only difference being the software, I think um, I think they can basically advance upon it a little bit more now, and you know offer a little bit more device delineation as you mentioned there, and I think I think essentially we're going to see that because I don't think that you're going to see an Alcatel version of the you know DTEK seventy or whatever it comes out as, you know it, it's going to be a BlackBerry branded device at that point, so I think it's going to be going to be an interesting situation when they when they start putting out the actual devices and seeing how they go about it i mean we can sit here and debate how it will roll out but ultimately it's up to them to roll it out and and, you know present it to the people but i think i think that's the best case scenario for it they're not they're not going to make carbon copy devices they're going to just 
have BlackBerry branded devices, and then they're going to have Alcatel branded devices, but they're not going to be the exact same. And I think that answers up some of the question Alex had earlier, right? I mean, this DTEK70 device that we're seeing looks to be built by TCL as well. It's yeah. kind of all the information we're seeing is headed toward that end. And I think it's good for two reasons, because it really does back up what Blaze just said in terms of BlackBerry being able to go to TCL and TCL basically being able to build BlackBerry devices with keyboards, you know, build whatever they want, whatever the market's asking for, being able to serve that base. And I think it's important because it's, as Blaze said, it's not going to be just carbon copies of hardware they've already built. They're actually going to be able to build new things for BlackBerry and let them be BlackBerry branded devices. And I think it's a win-win for everybody. It's it's something that it's, I think the media took a lot of, oh, this is just a rebranded whatever, and kind of dismissed a lot of these BlackBerry Android devices. But I think now with this deal solidified, it's going to be a lot more interesting for people to actually look at what TCL's done and look at what this BlackBerry, because it will be a little bit more unique. And I think the DTEK70 aka Mercury device is going to be a good example of what the partners together can actually accomplish. Look at Blaze. Blaze is multitasking, guys. Blaze is on this podcast right now, also posting on CrackBerry. Blaze, tell us about this headline you just dropped, talking about BlackBerry gearing up for autonomous drive research. See, this is this is what multitasking gets, right? <laughs> no, no, that's just me totally forgetting to take myself off of mute. So basically, it's just um, <laughs> it's a new it's a new report coming from Reuters that BlackBerry tomorrow, when you guys probably most of you will end up watching this on Monday, I guess you could say, um, is they're basically planning to go ahead and announce a new autonomous driving research center, uh, which you know comes comes basically following the information, you know, BlackBerry and Ford signing the agreements that they have, uh, BlackBerry and the University of Waterloo and Erwin Heimer, Heimer Group um, being approved for by the Ontario government to uh, test automated vehicles on basically within Ontario. So you could drive, they, they gained the authorization, I guess, from the Ontario government to be able to go ahead and test the cars on actual roads and stuff like that. Um, so what it is is that apparently QNX and BlackBerry are, are planning on announcing a new uh, research center um, that will be attended. The, the launch is happening on Monday and be attended by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and stuff like that. So it'll be a big deal uh, with the announcement. And I don't know. It's one of those things where it, without any actual confirmation coming through as of yet, like BlackBerry, BlackBerry declined to even comment on it. Um, they basically said that we don't have any comments until Monday. So that that that's a no comment comment, I guess you could say. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, though, because I don't I don't fully understand why they need to go ahead and open up a full research center. But I mean, anything Anything that BlackBerry does nowadays is interesting, um, especially when they're going towards like the auto, auto, autonomous driving and autonomous vehicles and stuff like that. Um, when it comes down to like Tesla and even Uber and Google's plans to to that, I don't know. Google Google basically canceled their plans for. Well, <laughs> their but but they broke code. off as a company too, called like yeah. uh, Mova or Waymo. Waymo, yeah, Waymo. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think it makes sense. Like we're we're just starting to see Uber really kind of focus on the autonomous driving, and um, you know, obviously with Google breaking off, it makes sense that BlackBerry is kind of jumping into this. It is kind of curious as to what they're going to be doing with this. Uh, yeah. Especially having a full you know center available specifically for this, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that, and that's what I mean by like I don't really understand. It's like. Why do you why do you need a, a whole center when you already have everything set up? Like Q and X is based in Ottawa anyway, so like, yeah, is right. this just for the sake of a press release or to show is their there seriousness? Maybe more interesting it, going it, on. You know, I mean, we talked about that too, where BlackBerry kind of releasing news and marketing like this may be in their mind a way to market. They they push out a press release about this, and people are like, yeah. oh wow, you know, we're serious about um you know self-driving cars and yeah i just hate how how and and maybe maybe i don't hate this right i think one of the things we've this is a roundabout way of getting back to this conversation but i think one of the things that's changed with the new blackberry which is really the old blackberry but just a repositioned blackberry right because obviously the chen's not new to blackberry he's been there for for some time now right so this new blackberry is a little bit of a, a marketing shtick right but i think one of the things BlackBerry lacked previously in the first era with BB10 was that they lacked strategy. I think strategy was something they just did not have. Like they didn't have a go-to-market plan per se. It kind of just rolled with the punches and, and kind of kept going. And I think the BlackBerry of today has strategy down. They seem to clearly understand how to strategically lay out their objectives in a way that is consolidated and concise. I hate how contrived it feels because as Blaze said, they're putting out this this hub for autonomous drive where they'll be able to work with new brands, but they're doing it the day before their earnings call, right? It's, it's like, okay, well, we, now we know why you're doing it, right? So you can bolster the fact that you're doing all these things when really you've been doing these things, right? Because we've had these autonomous drive talks in Ottawa for a while now, right? So I get it. It makes sense. But at the same point, I, I like to see really the fruits of this labor come about. And I feel like we don't see a lot of the fruits which is ironic because we're talking about BlackBerry, right? But uh, I, I'd like to see some more on that end. Definitely interesting news nonetheless because I think that conversation needs to continue happening, especially as we're seeing you know, Apple change their plans a little bit now to a software platform. Google kind of transitioning away from this and other partners like Ford and Uber going about trying to create these autonomous chauffeurs, so to speak, right? It's just going to be crazy the kinds of benefits people are going to get. I think I saw a report that ran the cost of a taxi at like $2 a mile versus an autonomous driver at like 34 cents a mile, right? Something, the savings are just incredible. And I think that's where we're really going to start seeing big pushes is that a lot of stuff in terms of where these gears start switching up is going to be impactful to users just like you and I, right? And then I'll be like, thank you, Blackberry. You saved me $15 today, right? And I think that that is goes back to the, to the marketing piece that Alex was just speaking on. Which, I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing that the largest industry of uh, employees right now is the transportation. And then, like, second is cashiers. And then you look at, like, what Amazon is doing where, you know, getting rid of cashiers, you just walk in and walk out. So between these companies focusing so much on transportation, it's also, like, kind of hurting the the working economy in terms of people are going to be out of work. Truck drivers, once BlackBerry figures this out and puts all of this about like this is going to really change a lot of things this is like a big deal that i don't even think the average person really understands how big of a deal this industry is going to be total it's going to be uh i think 
it's like now people just got to relearn, retrain, right? Now instead of driving the car, you're going to learn how to operate program a fleet it. using yeah. Yeah, program it yeah. and manage and, you know, do those checks and things. And I think humans are going to be essential for this growth to really happen at an accelerated rate because, again, there's got to be someone looking over those cars that are running around in Ottawa or, you know, in San Diego, whatever the case may be. And it's important. I want to swing back to TCL and that news because, again, it is the biggest news of the week, really. I'm I'm perplexed in the sense that it's an exclusive deal, but not exclusive to every region, right? We know BlackBerry is obviously partnered, has their joint venture in Indonesia, which is also ironic because they actually manufacture the phones over in China, which so does TCL, right? So And they import them and use local materials to help fin- finalize all the builds. But I think the conversation no one is having right now is that this is a Chinese manufacturer. And from a security perspective, doesn't that scare anyone, right? I, I, I think BlackBerry needs to be vocal about how all that goes down because we've seen Huawei have really, really tough time selling in the North American market. And there's all these security concerns coming up. Well, you know, they're signing the security and signing, excuse me, signing the software and, and doing different things. I would be interesting to see if TCL builds the devices, they ship them to wherever they got to go. And then the hard the software, excuse me, is loaded onto it in a secure manner. Or whether BlackBerry has like teams at the factories loading the software, you know, supervised and all that stuff. Because it is super, super interesting. If you check out the post I did on Berryflow about BlackBerry having a horcrux, har har, in terms of uh, hardware, the hardware route of trust that they go through and, and how all of that goes through the manufacturing process, the infrastructure checks and the authentication all that stuff that happens during the life cycle of the device to make sure it's secure and authenticated to work on their network is actually pretty tedious. And I believe in the press release that they put out, they did talk about uh, TCL having a North American-based team in Irvine actually working on doing all this stuff and, and, so, and really organizing all of this so that they could work on the distribution and the promotion and all those other things. Again, I'm kind of leery about a Chinese manufacturer being able to load up my secure software and not modifying it in any way, me knowing whether it is or not. You but know? so like what's going on right now for the DTAC 50 and 60, you know, are like, how are they currently doing it? I almost feel like at the factory, it's probably running the software. They're probably already doing it. This doesn't really change that, but maybe in people's minds, it might change it. Um, I mean, I just feel like it again, they're not talking about it enough, right? Yeah. You're talking about how secure you, you are. Well, you explain want this to, manufacturing yeah. process more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I think a lot of people are going to be coming out of the, oh, BlackBerry sold their soul to China, right? That's that's the general consensus that the, the, the onlooker is going to be seeing. I think that's not the case. I think BlackBerry is there doing d- just what Alex said, right? They're there working along the way to make it all happen. But again, not enough communication about what all that is and what the hardware the trust is and all the layers of the Android security implementation are. I think, again, check out the Berryfield post because it's actually pretty lab- laborious that they go through end-to-end manufacturing model securely connecting the supply chain, manufacturing partners so that they can basically build trusted devices anywhere in the world because they've manufactured and created a system that works for securing these devices. And again, when you're buying a BlackBerry, that's what you're buying into. You're not buying into the apps, you know, the hub or whatever, because you can get that anywhere, right? I've got it on this device. Uh, Alex has it on his and Blaze can get it on. Well, no, Blaze can't get it on his iPhone. (laughs) But, you know, it's really tough to go about uh, how do we cryptographically prove that this device is true from a software perspective so that it can then go run on my enterprise network and things like that. 
I think with BlackBerry 10, there was a lot of insight into how all that was done because BlackBerry was there controlling all of that. Now with TCL, have they taught TCL how to do that? Or are they doing it in tandem with TCL? I think more communication around that needs to happen. Maybe on earnings, someone will ask that question because I honestly think it's going to be a big point for a lot of people wondering like, well, what's the deal? Is China doing all of this and y'all are just sitting back raking in revenues or are you part of that process? I think it's important to have that conversation. I get the desire to hear more about it, but at the same time, it's like, it's not as if, it's something new, you know what I mean? Like, I, to- I totally get where you're coming from, and I, I don't disagree in any sort of way. Just to play the devil's advocate, like, yeah. BlackBerry devices were, were always manufactured in China. Like, the software was loaded in China. Like, Wishtron has places coming from China. And when they teamed up with Foxconn, that was one of the things that came up, is like, oh, well, you're basically just handing your stuff over to China now. It's like, I don't know, man. I think a lot, like like I said, I don't disagree that they should be basically putting that information out there and clearing the air for people, so to speak. But at the same time, it's not anything new. You know what I mean? And no. And the, the process isn't new. And these are things that have been going on for years. And every other phone... Yes. that we know of comes yes. from China anyway. So, you know, it just it just adds to the conversation and basically BlackBerry's security conversation if they were to go ahead and clarify some of that stuff. And I do think is that it would be beneficial. But again, at the same time, it's not anything new. Either. Yeah, it would show to the point that BlackBerry's focused on security. The fact that they even brought it up in something like Apple, they've never brought that up because Apple's like, well, why, why even talk about that? If anything, mm-hmm. we're going to make people worried when they weren't worried. Like, James, the fact that you even said that, now that puts something into my mind. Now I'm kind of thinking about it. And I really wasn't beforehand. So it's almost like bringing it up might do more of a disservice to the general public than it would. But maybe it would make people who are really worried about that feel more comfortable. And maybe those are the people that are buying Blackberries anyway. So maybe it does make sense. So, like, I don't know. I'm just gonna buy all my phones from Russia from now on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 something that I think from a cybersecurity perspective, you need to be aware, right? You need to understand what you're buying at the end of the day. And if BlackBerry can say a little bit about, I don't need the, the nitty gritty on oh at this point in the process I did this, this, I don't need all that. But I think the concern is genuine, and I think just speaking to it will again bring to light the fact that others aren't speaking about it, right? There's other manufacturers not talking about monthly security updates. They're not talking about preloaded software to protect your phone. You know, they're literally selling your device and saying, good luck, right? I think that conversation needs to continue happening and BlackBerry needs to be the, the champion there from the security perspective. Because I think if BlackBerry is going to sell privacy as a privilege, they need to communicate why that is. Because Apple does the opposite, right? Especially with this FBI stuff that Apple did. I mean, they literally said, no, you have a right to privacy and we're not going to, you know. And, you know, different sides of the same coin because at the end of the day, they all ultimately follow along the same protocols and process. I mean, BlackBerry is not the only manufacturer with the hardware root of trust. But I think what is important is the key differentiation that BlackBerry does in the manufacturing process to make that device certified to their level, right? BlackBerry is the only manufacturer that has a security system that works through that knock infrastructure that they have. And again, there's so many layers to what BlackBerry is doing from a security perspective that I think are super important to the old, you know, the overall strategy. 
And again, more communication there I think is good just to maybe not so much clear the air, but maybe shed more light on others who are not doing these things. Blaze, 10.3.3, fix some bugs. What were the bugs? Mine was running flawlessly the first time around. I got the update, but I heard some people were having Bluetooth issues and their hub was flickering, which is like a 10.3.2 nightmare. There's just a lot of a lot of weird issues that popped up for it, and the problem with it is that it, it, you can't really set them down as being one specific thing because of the the way that people ended up loading up everything. Um, mm-hmm. Some people some people decided as though that they would load it up officially uh, via the OTA process. Other people decided as though that they would load it up, you know, using the the auto loaders and and starting fresh, and then. You know, there's the other scenario of people just updating the core OS files using Sashizi or whatever to be able to go ahead and get everything that was new in there while still maintaining all of the existing information on their devices. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it actually fixed anything because I still see Bluetooth problems from people. So I don't know if that, that comes down to, like, how people are loading up the, the OS or whatever it may be. Um, like, one of the... One of the top threads right now is some guy complaining about his BlackBerry hub um, twinkling. <laughs> What's his twinkling? You know, it, yeah, the, it's twinkling. I, I I guess he means flickering. Um, but it's one of those things. Like, it also depends on what apps are loaded too, because there was a certain amount of people that said, "Well, if you have Face Ten loaded up, make sure that you remove it before you actually load up ten point three point three, because that causes issues with the the hub flickering. So I don't know. It, I, it just seems as though that like there were a lot of issues that popped up that maybe BlackBerry tried to go ahead and fix within the actual software, uh, especially the Bluetooth because Bluetooth seems really problematic for some people. I'm genuinely but, convinced Bluetooth is just flawed in its current form. They just released Bluetooth five. It's now available. It's going to be hardware to newer devices, yeah. but I've on every single phone, regardless of its if it's an iPhone, an Android, or a BlackBerry, there's Bluetooth problems, and people have it doing different things. I just think that it's Bluetooth. I don't think it's like yeah. the phone at a certain point. No, I agree with you. I honestly don't really use Bluetooth a lot, and whenever I have actually it's tried to use it, never flawless, never worked. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I I literally have like no Bluetooth problems ever. But yeah, you know, whatever, right? I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't drive, so I don't have, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, use it in go. my car or anything like that. I mean, my my biggest situation is speakers and headsets and stuff like that. But again, it has never worked properly when I ever wanted it to. Anyway, so there's always been problems with it. So Bluetooth, yeah, I agree with Alex. It's probably just a general problem. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what it fixed because there is no no one exact situation to say okay it fixed this problem and you know it, the the update is out there it exists and you know download it if you want it download it if you got it i don't know what the can scenario we, there is can we talk about um, how quickly they got that update out i waited a year for niav certification <laughs> 10 and then they like the next day they released another update right it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like wow we're getting all these updates after like you a year of nothingness, but at the same time, there's also there's also people who can't update too, and I think that that has to has to essentially be acknowledged. Like the the STL 100.1 versions of the Z10 can't be updated. 
the Q5 can't be updated and the Z3 can't be updated by OTA. That's not, you know, BlackBerry's official stance on it is that they they can't they're they're not supported. But again, going back to depending on how you actually load those items, you can update these devices. Well, except for the the Z10, the Z10 you can't don't don't even bother with that one. Um, but the Q5, the Q5 and the Z3 can both be updated, provided you don't actually do it OTA. If you just use such easy to update the the core files, you can you can manage to squeeze on the update. Uh, you won't have much space left over, but it is possible to get updated. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're doing OTAs, it's not going to work because there's not enough room on the devices for the storage. So. Um, BlackBerry kind of conveniently left that out of the equation. <laughs> oh, yeah, those Asia Pack devices can't actually get this. Now, it's one of those things that I think more to come on BB10 because it's definitely the start of the conversation about where that's going. I don't think we're we're totally there yet in terms of it this being the Sunset OS that it'll be running. You know, I think we we still have a ways to go. I solicited some Patreon questions from our awesome supporters who support us. They got me this shirt a while back, and they keep getting us awesome things. I have a new production shirt run that's actually coming the beginning of next year that has our Upstream logo like wrapped in a wave. But this particular question is from Waldo42, and I'm going to just play it here because I got the audio recording. So, Alex, you you tell me if it's, it's not working, all right? <laughs> Waldo 42. As you know, I'm a longtime supporter of you guys and uh, certainly appreciate uh, what you do. Uh, I would say it's, it's the best on the internet uh, that I've heard, uh, and I listen to lots of podcasts, so keep it up, guys. Anyway, I just wondered uh, whether uh, John Chen and uh, BlackBerry, uh, if you guys thought that they would still consider the, uh, that they would have the ability to uh, make or design uh, their own phone occasionally, like the Passport, like the many huge successes they've had um, on their own, and uh, while letting Alcatel, uh, you know, take the, the main part of the, uh, the phone making for uh, themselves. Anyway, um, if you guys have a question, or sorry, an answer for that, uh, let me know. Thanks a lot. Good to hear from you. Bye. Awesome. So the question basically in summation is talking about whether or not we're going to get like custom hardware from TCL. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder as to what extent they can do with, say, like a, a physical keyboard without BlackBerry. I mean, how much does BlackBerry want to be involved? Like, this is still BlackBerry's name, so I doubt... Realistically, they're probably going to check some of the devices. I don't think TCL could probably just, like... I'm going to produce a device and throw BlackBerry on and say this is a BlackBerry device. It's, I'm sure it has to go through someone at BlackBerry. So then yeah. the question is how much involvement will BlackBerry have? I think they're always going to have some level of involvement because their name is on it. And I guess just the, the biggest question is how much involvement will they have? And I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Blaze? Well, I think BlackBerry, I'm, they're still going to be deeply involved with it. I mean, they're holding off on the on the process of, of all the software and everything like that. So all of that stuff has to be approved. Mm -hmm. And all the essential... I mean, BlackBerry, like you said, BlackBerry's not going to want to go ahead and put something less than, you know, stellar out. So it's not, it, not going to be 
where TCL is just making these random devices and putting them out there with the BlackBerry brand on them. I don't think that's the scenario at all. And I don't think that has ever been the scenario. I mean, Marty Beard has, has gone through that several times in explaining that. And even John Chen, to a certain extent, has gone through in explaining that. I mean, all of the press releases and basically the follow-up clarifications are like, listen, you guys didn't get it. We're we're still going to be deeply involved with the hardware itself, but we're not building it. It's not us that's building it. We're just dealing with the software side of the equation. But we still have, you know, internal processes that we're going to be working through with these people to be able to go ahead and put these BlackBerry branded devices out there. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're ever going to be at a point where, you know, TCL is just going to go ahead and make up some random device and toss it out without BlackBerry's approval or anything like that. That would just be, you know, a terrible situation and not exactly beneficial to BlackBerry in any sort of way and not not copacetic with the with the scenario that they have laid out for them. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of discussion happening around like what a BlackBerry design device means and what the whole in-house scenario means and all of that stuff. And I mean, when you look at the situation, like um, how it how it has come across in the media is that BlackBerry is still designing all of these devices and stuff like that. And like, oh, this is the last BlackBerry in-house device when that's not... Not really the exact scenario. Like in-house could mean anything to pretty much anybody. Like there's there's people out there who think that if an in-house device means that BlackBerry has to control everything from top to bottom, uh, there's people out there that think that BlackBerry, you know, could an in-house design basically means that like they've created the design for it and they pass off the blueprints to TCL. And TCL is just the person that who's uh, the company who's building the device. I mean, I have my own personal thoughts on it as well, and I've come down. I I basically come down to the conclusion that if it doesn't say "Made in Canada" on it, then it's probably not a BlackBerry like <laughs> core yeah. device. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you think about it, to me, that's that's what it means. Like, the "Made in Canada" sticker means that it essentially came off a production line in waterloo at some point in time and those pieces were put together in canada so that is like a genuine in-house blackberry design device or whatever uh you want to call it right but that's my personal preference and that that may not match up with james's it may not match up with yours alex it may not match up with anybody unlike the crackberry forms or anything like that but again i don't i don't think tcl is just going to start slapping together devices and putting the blackberry brand on them is just simply not going to work that way yeah no that makes sense take us out of here alex let's jump into this after show we're going to talk about tides of transition we're going to talk about vlogging we're going to talk about election hacking in ces 2017 which please if you're reading from a source i won't name about blackberry televisions that's not what they mean. They mean TCL builds TVs, and they're two different things. There's no BlackBerry TVs coming, please. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Go check us out at berryflow.com forward slash Patreon if you want to check out the after show, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Next time, Alex will have it listed properly. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Yeah, we can only hope. Later, guys. Later.